0: Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for joining me on a new episode of Fuck Fear. I just want to take a minute to say thank you to all of those of you who have continued and been consistently listening to each and every episode in season two, as well as season one, you know, these episodes obviously live out there. Once they're posted, they live out there forever. So thank you for going back and listening to episodes in season one and also going back and listening to episodes in season two more than one time. And if you have them on repeat, Thank you for that, because there is such good, rich information in each of these episodes. We not only learn about the fears that we face, we learn the why. And also, it is my mission to make sure that I don't leave you hanging and dangling with what to do with a particular fear. So at the end of each episode, we talk about tips and strategies for getting through and pushing through that fear so that you can triumph over your fears and do the thing that you need to do. So I am thrilled that we're continuing. I'm thrilled that my guests um, have taken time to sit and talk with me. And um, I love that they turn into these fantastic and beautiful conversations. And you know what? You get to listen in on those conversations. (laughs) So you're welcome. (laughs) Today, we are talking about fear of not getting the job. So if you have been living under a rock, which I hope you haven't, you know that millions of people have quit their jobs just this year, just this summer. So much so that, of course, the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics keeps this information, and um, it's now been dubbed as the Great Resignation. It's been a movement. Millions of people in June, in June alone, According to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, nearly four million people quit their jobs. Four million. That's incredible. And not only is it being dubbed as the Great Resignation. Actually, I don't know who coined that. I don't know. But every news, national, um, reputable publication is doing stories about it and talking about it and writing about it. Because people have been in this mode of deciding what's better for them and making decisions that are better for them, their families. And when it comes to career, I think COVID-19, and I've talked to many experts about what's happening and why this movement has become a movement and how it started. And what I'm being told is that during the last year, 2020, it's given people a chance to take a minute Take a breath, slow down and really think about and evaluate and reevaluate their life, their life choices, their family choices and career is folded into those life choices and family choices. And so people have really thought about what they want. And, and and people have demanded better and demanded more, which is a beautiful thing to take a minute and realize you are in charge and you are in control of your life and you can choose better. Many industries are right now having challenges because people are deciding to do better for themselves. The service industry is having a challenge right now with finding workers because workers are demanding more and demanding better and demanding better pay. And, you know, people not only have quit their jobs with people are uh, drawing unemployment and unemployment has been paying more than the hourly rate and some service jobs. And so people have really taken control and taking power back in their own lives. And so we're seeing this again, what's being called the great resignation, we're seeing this movement of people around. And so I've also been in that in that mode of, do I quit my job? I want to quit my job. What am I going to do next? Am I going to just take a leap of faith and and just do it? So I think, obviously, many people have done that employees have done that and also entrepreneurs. So today we're going to talk from two different perspectives as an employee and as an entrepreneur, which I can say I'm privileged to be both. I'm both an entrepreneur and I am an employee as well. And in in thinking about, well, do I quit my job? There is an episode that I'd love for you to listen to. Of course, after you listen to this one, in its entirety (laughs) with Desiree Cross Ward. She um, was a guest in the beginning of season two and she came on to talk about fear of speaking out. And she talked about fear of speaking out in the workplace. Well, we are now following on her journey because in that episode she talked about she was going to make a change for herself and resign her job and join the millions of people who are, um, a part of that movement. And so she comes on again this season to talk about fear of quitting her job, which I'm not going to tell you what happened, but you can um, tap in and listen into that particular episode because her story is continuing to unfold and it's been incredible. So we got a chance to talk about okay, how do you make the decision? If you are wanting to leave your job, how do you make the decision to just do it? What is it going to take to just do it? Obviously, millions of people have done that. So if you're in that mode of just quitting your job, looking for a new one or deciding whether or not you should or as an entrepreneur going after and hustling for more business and new business, this episode is for you. So let's first talk about from an entrepreneurial standpoint. I'm an entrepreneur, I own a couple of businesses. I wanna tell you about one of them, Soulmate Socks. I invented magnetic socks that stay together in the laundry so you never lose your socks. I've had that company for about almost six years now and it is a hustle. I have to constantly hustle for new business, for new customers, for potential customers, for uh, wholesale uh, orders, working with vendors, and um, also growing the business it if it, it forces me to constantly hustle and in that pursuit of new business and new partnerships and new business ventures that means that i have to get out there i have to hit the pavement i have to figure out who to meet with i have to talk to people i have to present i have to um, present the business and be in front of audiences and groups of people constantly and i am constantly in the mode of Am I going to land this contract? Am I going to land this partnership? Am I going to land this contest? Am I going to sell what I need to sell when I do pop-up shops? And you know what is a constant fear of mine? Fear of not landing fill in the blank. Not landing the partnership, not landing the new business, not landing the wholesale order, are or my prices too high, not landing the new customer. And so I'm constantly in the mode of potential fear. Is this going to work out? And I am constantly evaluating and reevaluating that. If I told you the number of times I've heard the word no, for the number of times that I've heard the word no, I should be a quadrillionaire by now <laughs> because it is something I face on a daily basis. Whether it's posting something on Instagram and hoping that I get a new customer from a post or hoping I get a new sell from a post, I am afraid with every single post and every single story that you know what? I might not make sales today, but that doesn't stop me. I keep going forward, keep posting, keep trying to drop up new business, keep trying to land new partnerships. Um, and then I, I meet on a regular basis with uh, potential um, companies who will place a wholesale order. And I'm afraid that they're not going to place an order. I've worked with vendors who all the who I've worked with, you know, through the whole process of landing wholesale order and then close to the end, they drop out for whatever reason. I can't tell you how many times that's happened where you have to start again and restart and pick yourself back up again and figure a new way to go about it or a new strategy or a new um marketing campaign. I mean, there's so many things that go into entrepreneurship and selling yourself and selling the company and presenting yourself and, and presenting the product. And there is fear constantly around, am I going to make this business work? Is it going to be successful? And then presenting myself as, you know, as a CEO, I've met with so many people who, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to land a particular contract and whether it's a wholesale contract, short term or long term, after I present the numbers, I am afraid that they may think it's too expensive or they may not want to, um, you know, stock my products in their store. Or they may want to do one order and not come back and do another one. So there is fear constantly surrounding that um, that I have to fight through uh, every single week, every single day and um, every single month. But it doesn't it doesn't stop me. Uh, I think I just have drive. And I think as an entrepreneur, you have to have drive. I own another company. Where I am the brand Um, as a as an author, I wrote a book several years ago, three years ago called Married to a Narcissist and during the struggle and finding you again. And so I do speaking engagements. Um, I am, uh, also a TV host. I'm basically a presenter and I also do media training. That's the other company I own. I do media training, presentation training. I do marketing consulting and I do freelance work around communications. Well, many times as an entrepreneur, you present your rate to a potential, um, a client and you don't hear back. And after the proposal is written and the numbers are added to that proposal and it's sent, I get a lump in my throat. <laughs> my heart stops for a minute and I am afraid that I might not hear back from them, Them that I might not land that job, that I might not land that contract. And I think sometimes in the past that has, that fear has cause me to go back and reduce my price and reduce my rates and change the numbers in in the proposal because I'm afraid that that client, um, that that the numbers will scare them. Well, you know what I've recently realized is that not every person and every potential customer is the right customer and the right client and the right fit for you. If they are afraid of your rate, then you know what? They aren't the right fit because you should never. And this is what I've learned in recently. You should never devalue yourself, devalue your experience, devalue the integrity of you and or your product because you're afraid that. A potential customer or potential wholesale vendor or potential client is not going to pick you up as uh, or pick up your business. You know what? You probably don't want them as your client or your customer anyway, because if you are devaluing yourself and devaluing your rate, that means you are attracting the wrong kind of customer. And then in the end, it will turn out to be the worst experience, one of the worst experiences you have ever had. I'm speaking from experience because I did do that. I devalued myself. I devalued my rate. I devalued my experience because I was afraid that I wasn't going to be able to pay a bill or I was afraid I wasn't going to make it through the month or I was I wasn't going to meet my projected sales and my sales forecasts. Well, you know what? It doesn't matter. What you think or how you fear that particular potential client or customer thinks of you, you have to realize your own worth and your own value and your own self-worth. And so if your rate is two hundred and fifty dollars an hour, then stand by that and be confident in that rate, because you know what? That rate is not just a rate. That rate is your experience. That rate is your knowledge. That rate is your expertise. And damn it. You are worth it. You are good at what you do. You've been doing this, however, X number of years, even if it's you've been just doing this, whatever that you're doing for six months, there is knowledge, experience, education that goes into that, that is applicable. So you may have a degree in that particular area of expertise. You may have hours of experience. That all applies. If you have... X number of experience in a particular course that all applies 20 years experience, 20 hours experience in a particular area that all is applicable and all of that equals a dollar value and equals a rate. And so whatever your rate is, you stand by it. Don't be afraid that you're not going to get a particular job because of your rate, because of who you are, because of your experience, because you know what, all that is valuable. And so I recently was pitching myself as a communications consultant for a particular company. I put this very thorough, detailed, fantastic proposal together that I spent about a week on really thinking about and listening to what the client told me uh, that they wanted. I spent an hour actually more meeting with the with the client and listening to them it was basically a listening session on my end where they talked to me about where their business was what they needed i did my own research on their website and asked very detailed and very leading and thorough questions of them about what they wanted what they needed short term and long term how they saw themselves accomplishing those goals and how they saw me as a part of their company as a communications consultant, communications and marketing consultant. And they needed all of it from social media to branding to just a particular product, getting the product in front of people and growing and scaling their business. They needed help with that from a communication standpoint. So I really spent, I cared about the company and I cared about the client and I was very passionate and very excited about being a part of their company. And so All of that joy and excitement went into writing the proposal and not just writing the proposal, thinking about how to give them what they needed and thinking about how I exemplified my listening and attentiveness in those listening sessions. And so all of that went into that proposal. And then at the end, when it came to how much it was going to cost them, I paused And I was really scared to actually be honest and true about what I wanted to charge them. And so I put this chart together for them. That was short term. If they needed me for six months, what it was going to cost them long term, what they what it was going to cost them. Uh, For 12 months, if they brought me on board and then as a month to month freelancer, what it was going to cost. So there were three different dollar figures, but they all were based on a certain rate. And you know what? You know how many times I hit delete on the zeros and I added, you know, a number here, took away a number there. I really paused and it gave me fear to actually be honest about what my rate was. But then I was like, you know what? Fuck that. I'm a fucking badass. And I'm a superwoman, and I have 25 plus years of experience in communications. I know what the fuck I'm doing. And so, you know what? I'm going to charge according to my knowledge, my expertise, my experience and the companies that I've worked with previously. I've worked with top five fortune 500 companies. I've worked with large companies. I've worked with small companies. I've worked with nonprofits and I know what the fuck I'm doing. And so After I paused, I swallowed that fear. I spit it back out. I put a dollar figure in there. And you know what I said before I emailed and finalized and and exported the document as a PDF? (laughs) I said, I am worthy and I am worth this because I know what I am doing. And this is what it's going to cost. And this is what I charge. And that was a, that was a refined approach for me because I have a fear and I know this of disappointing people. And I also have fear of other people's expectations. And sometimes I have in the past when I am pitching myself or pitching my services, I have devalued myself because I was afraid that I wouldn't get the job. I was afraid that I wouldn't land the job. And so I attracted clients that I should have never worked with. I should have never worked with these companies and these people because you know what? In the end, after that job and that project was done and over with, I was so mad and I was mad during. And you know what? It wasn't their fault It was my fault for taking on the job, for devaluing myself and devaluing my services. And I realized my resentment was my own fault because I didn't attach my value and I didn't evaluate my value and I didn't negotiate appropriately to match my skills and my knowledge and my expertise. So I've learned I am better at that now and I have learned. And so today talking about fear of not landing the job is applicable as an entrepreneur and as an entrepreneur who is working to be as successful as she possibly can. So don't be afraid of not getting the contract because in the end you will attract what you're worth. You will attract what you put out there. And so if you put out there that you are worth two hundred and fifty dollars an hour or five hundred dollars an hour, whatever the case is, then stick to that and be confident in it. Lawyers do it. I have a lawyer right now who I am working with to try to settle with my stupid (laughs) ex-husband. And you know what? The good lawyers are expensive and they're expensive for a reason. We all know this, right? Good lawyers are expensive. Lawyers who charge $500 an hour. What do you think that says? Because there is an impression that goes along with that dollar figure. And there is an amount of integrity that goes along with that dollar figure. Lawyers who charge 350 to $500 an hour, what does that say to you? And if you go on their website and read their bio and read their information and read what they do and read their level of success, their dollar amount, what they charge hourly, tells you everything. I've worked with lawyers, entertainment lawyers in LA, and you know what the good ones charge? I don't have to tell you. You already know what the good ones charge. When you're hiring a consultant, And their dollar figure is X. What does that tell you? There's an impression that goes along with that, right? There's an image that goes along with that. And so don't be afraid of not landing the contract because of what you charge. Charge what you need to charge. Stick to your rate. Be confident in your rate because you know what? You will attract a different caliber of a client and you will be much happier In the end, after that project is said and done, the client will be happy, you will be happy, and then you can move on down to the next project. When you are working with vendors and you are working in wholesale, trying to land your product in their stores, charge what you charge. And you know what? When you charge whatever it is that you charge, you will attract the right kind of customer and you will have a much better Interaction and working experience with that customer or that client if you continue to have confidence in the value that you put out there in the world. So don't devalue yourself. Let me tell you a quick story. So, a dear friend of mine is the president of an arts initiative, and they were looking to hire, uh, they were looking to uh, uh put on a festival it was like a music festival and they because we're in Texas they wanted to hire Megan the stallion as as their headlining talent and Megan the stallion I don't remember exactly what she charges now or what she charged then but now that she has Grammys, her rate has soared. And she charges, I think, like $250,000 for 30 minutes, something like that. I don't remember the exact dollar number, but whatever what, whatever it is now that she's won Grammys, it's astro- astronomical, and she has a high rate. And while my friend who runs the art initiative, they couldn't afford to hire her, what that told me was that Megan Thee Stallion has a value and she has a level of experience and now that she has Grammys and now that she has awards her rate has soared and so that just tells you that see yourself as the badass that you are see yourself as the person who has the experience and has the expertise and has the right to charge a particular rate So stick to it and be confident and don't be afraid of not landing the contract. All right, let's talk from the perspective of an employee. I've also gone through this uh, job hunting and interviewing and applying and it's been um, often that after I hit the green button or whatever the blue button is, whatever the color the button is to submit the application, I'm afraid that I might not hear back. Well, you know what? So what if you don't hear back or even after interviewing, I have been afraid that I might not hear back. But what I have realized as I get older and as I, start to shed more fears and triumph over fears is if you don't hear back, that means that that wasn't the job for me. That means that yes, I wasn't a right fit and that's okay. That is okay. Even if you think your job skills match the job description perfectly, even if you feel like that job was created exactly for you and you see yourself in that company and your values and and um, your mission aligned with the company mission and you love their mission statement. And you absorb their mission statement and you can see yourself working in that company and you go through the interview process and you make it past the first round and you make it to the second round. And then you get the phone call or the email or the silence that you didn't get the job. Don't be disappointed. Don't be discouraged because you know what? Don't be afraid that you're not going to get the job. That just tells you that job wasn't the right job for you and that wasn't your job. And you know what? That is okay. Something better is waiting for you. Something better is out there. So even if you are disappointed, don't be don't let that crush you and don't let that sideline you and don't let that stop you from getting back up. And continuing to move forward because that just means that something better is out there. Don't get depressed and don't be afraid that you're not going to find something else. You know, there is a lot of doubt, a lot of self-doubt that sometimes comes along with not getting the job. And especially if you've been applying and, and, and interviewing for a while and you feel like you should have landed a new job by now, you know what? In that time that you've been applying, maybe there's something you need to learn. I had to learn this, that there was something I needed to learn, whether it was patience, whether it was more faith, whether it was trusting God, because I believe in God. It could have been and has been all of those things in the meantime until I have found the next job. And so, yes, I have been afraid That I wasn't going to get the job. I've been afraid that I wouldn't hear back. And it's happened to me recently. And I had to take a moment and be like, girl, look, it is okay. And I have also interviewed and gotten the phone call that, yes, I made it to the first round. And then I got the next phone call that, no, I didn't make it to the second round. And it wasn't anything that you did. It just was you weren't a right fit for the job because we were looking for this particular kind of person with these specific, uh, specific skills. I can't get my word out. (laughs) That's a tough word to say sometimes specific skills. And um and I've also been told, no, it, it wasn't anything that you did or you didn't do. It just was you just weren't the right fit for the job for what we were looking for. And you know, that has been crushing in the moment. But what I realize is that, you know what, it's okay. I probably didn't want to work there anyway. After you hear and learn more about that particular job or the company, you may have been saved from a very bad situation. (laughs) And so don't be discouraged and don't be afraid that you um, are not a good employee, that you don't have the experience or, um, you know, don't let self-doubt enter into your mind. Know that. You are good at what you do. You have experience. You have the expertise. You are a leader. And you know what? That job, whatever it was that you got the phone call about, the the disappointing phone call about, just know that it wasn't the right one for you for whatever reason. And it's okay. It's okay. It says nothing about you or your talent or your skill. The only thing it says is that, that wasn't the job for you and that is okay so don't be afraid that you're not gonna find something else you are gonna find something else and you know what the something else is better and it's gonna be better than what you expect so have faith and confidence in that as you go forward with whatever is next for you and whatever is next for you in your career whatever is next for you in your life don't be afraid that this is it no This is not it. Failure, if you think it's failure, failure is not final. If you see it as failure, and maybe you do see it as failure, but failure is not final. And you haven't failed. There's a lesson in everything. There's a lesson in what you see as failure. There's a lesson in that. So figure out what the lesson is. And don't be afraid to learn the lesson. Don't be afraid to see the situation for what it is. It's just, it wasn't right for you. And that is okay. And even if you do land the job and get in the job and realize, oh my God, I I shouldn't be here. (laughs) I can't work in this environment. Don't be afraid to start again and don't be afraid to start over and don't let fear keep you from doing the thing and making the tough decision and making the decision to keep moving forward. Making the decision to pick yourself back up again. So let me go back real quick and tell you uh, the outcome of that proposal that I put together, that uh, that pitch, that pursuit to be uh, the communications consultant for this company that I was telling you about it a minute a minute ago. So, I submitted the proposal and. Uh, About a week went by and I didn't hear anything. So I thought, okay, a week has gone by. I always like to follow up. And I think it's very important to follow up with, you know, whatever the email by phone call. I I like calling people. I know that that isn't. It seems to be like a dying trend now, but I enjoy the phone call because I'm a communicator and there is lots of information that you receive from someone's voice and some and from hearing someone's voice. Inflections tell you a lot. Pacing tells you a lot. The word choice tells you a lot. Pauses tell you a lot as well. So listening to somebody's voice is what I prefer. Because there's a lot of information in that. In the email, you don't have the emotion. You don't have the, the, uh, the expression. You don't have the cues. You don't have the nonverbal cues in emails. So I encourage you, pick up the phone and make the phone call. Or have the meeting online. Do um, the Zoom or, or, or whatever it is, face-to-face. If you can do it face-to-face, do it face-to-face or voice-to-voice, do it voice-to-voice because there's a lot of information you receive in that if you're paying attention. And so I didn't hear anything back uh, for about a week. So I was like, ah, do I email? I didn't have any phone numbers. So I emailed and I suggested we have a meeting. So, cause I, I, I wanted, I wanted to get the, I wanted to get the feedback face-to-face if I if I could, because I didn't have phone numbers for, uh, for this potential uh, client. And so they followed up with me. They said, why don't we go to lunch? We all agreed to have lunch. And um, so they said, you know, w- we got the proposal. Thank you for putting the proposal together. It was great. It was very thorough. And not many people do this kind of a thorough preparation anymore. So we really appreciate that. And, you know, they gave me all the indication that we were going to move forward. And, um, and and I would be hearing back from them with how they were going to pay me. And but they basically told me I was on board. They just needed to, you know, figure out some things from from a revenue and a dollar standpoint, and they would get back to me. Great. All right. Well, that removed that particular fear. It seemed like we were moving forward and it seemed positive and it seemed like we were going to be able to work together so a couple more days went by after the lunch and I didn't hear anything and I was expecting to hear something because they had told me we were going to move forward and they were going to move forward with me and we ended the lunch with them telling me that they didn't want to lose me because they knew that I was not only the right fit, but I had the experience that they needed and I had the expertise and the knowledge that they needed and the creativity that they needed to help them in all things communication related. So a few days after that went by and I didn't hear anything. And so um, I emailed and I said, hey, I'm just following up. And the responding email from them was basically to tell me. Um, that they would not be moving forward with bringing me on board as their communications consultant. And they appreciated my time and expertise, but they would not be moving forward. Whoo, yeah, that was kind of, um, that was kind of a shock because at the lunch, it seemed like, and they told me that they would be hiring me. But then the email said differently. So I had to like, regroup after that i thought huh that's kind of a shock but okay um all right if this is what's happening then okay i accept it and you know what i'm okay with it maybe i dodged a bullet but then on the other hand i was like huh well maybe i am too expensive and you know what i am expensive and i told him that during the meeting i was like yes i am expensive And this is because of my years of experience and all these other things. And so what I realized was that, you know what, maybe I did dodge a bullet and that is okay. So while I was afraid that I wouldn't get the job, maybe it was that maybe it was me putting that energy out there that uh, that gave me back, you know, the the negative response and the no. Who knows? I don't know. But I'm telling you that story to tell you that. Even if you go, it seems like as far as you can with a potential client and it looks like you're going to be able to work together. Don't be afraid that you have done something wrong. Don't be afraid that you could have done, you know, that, that you didn't do something right. You did all the things right. You did. You had the meeting. You put the proposal together. You did a thorough job and it was still a no. Well, then it was still a no. And you never know why. You never know why there was a no but don't let that stop you from continuing to pick yourself up and move forward don't be afraid that you aren't as value as as valuable as you know that you are because you are you are valuable and you know what you are worthy you are worthy so As you, the millions of people out there that have quit their jobs, looking for new jobs, the millions of people out there that are entrepreneurs and on the pursuit and hustling for the next contract, the next, you know, wholesale order, the next Whatever it is, the next decision you need to make to scale your business, don't be afraid of not landing it. Don't be afraid of not landing the job. Don't be afraid of not landing the contract, because if you do, then that means, yes, it's a beautiful thing. And you you can grow and you can scale. And if you don't, that just means it wasn't right for you. And that is OK. So today triumph through your fears, triumph over your fears and know you have value. You are worthy and you are offering the world something better and something great and something better than they've ever had before. So go into the world with that confidence, go into the, the world with that perspective and go into the world knowing you will conquer. So today decide, to conquer and triumph over your fear of not landing the job or not landing the contract. Thank you so much you guys for listening today. And you know what shop in our new boutique. We have a brand new boutique that has tons of podcast merch that I have curated and hand selected myself. There are some local products in there and some Awesome products to show your bravery and to show your courage and you know what to express your bravery and your courage that you're going to decide to take on today and every day from here on out. So thanks for listening and um, listen to some other episodes, too. They all are good. My guests are amazing. And they have amazing stories and they have amazing background. I love people's stories and they share very openly and very candidly and very honestly with you about the fears that they have struggled through and the fears that they have conquered. So be brave today. Go through life with courage. And you know what? Go through life triumphing over your fears and saying, fuck you to your fears (laughs) thank you for listening today on this episode of fuck fear have a great day everybody be brave go forth with courage I'll see you next time coming up on a new episode of fuck fear the biggest fear that I had really um, was the uncertainty which I talked about a little bit or a reference to a little bit but that uncertainty of not really knowing um what's next and so i really did take have to take a, a leap of faith um with with putting in that resignation without having anything um lined up she's back again for another episode as she's now joined the movement of the great resignation she's in the group of the millions of others who've submitted the resignation but of course not without a lot of fear Social media strategist Desiree Cross-Ward is back to talk about fear of quitting her job and what's next as she navigates a new chapter. Be sure to subscribe if you haven't already. If you feel led, I'd love for you to write a review. Check out other episodes. And as always, thank you for listening.